I present field delectation this week, oh, yes. uh, The Wonders of Eleanor Morton. Do you remember when we recorded this? Blooming ages ago. Why yeah. have we not put it out before now? Because she's I'm so fine. I've no idea. It's an absolute beauty, actually. It's um, it's from summer 2021, so there are eight scenarios, and we do make reference to some things that date it a little bit, some John <laughs> Barrowman stuff. But I don't think we'll ever get tired of talking. How bad is it? Pretty bad. So this is before that. So we're, we're talking about something else about John Barrowman. Um, and there are, did I say already, there are eight scenarios. Eight, so not six. six because we, yeah. we, we lowered the number to six for this um, series. Mm-hmm. Had you noticed that, dear listener? Have you got one mate, one friend to go, oh my God, listen to this podcast, very funny, especially that poorly one. Um, you should listen. Uh, Please back. share it with one person. Just even if you should think, well, I do listen. Just put, you know, yeah. I I listen to this podcast and it is isn't <clears> shit. <throat> do listen because because you know you do that. You do that. Each of you does that. We get we double our listenership, and uh, that would be really lovely. We the thing is, algorithm wise, um, yeah. if we want to get onto lists of like uh, exciting podcasts, we have to have a growth, and we are having a period of growth right now we are because louise has been ever so clever and got us onto facebook and amazon so if you want to find us on uh, either of those um now the amazon one might be a little bit more of a challenge because in theory you can ask (laughs) alexa to play the podcast but alexa isn't very big on words like air and lee i just i literally just watched louise go alexa play air ladies and she still didn't get it I tried early doors first. I tried early doors. I tried podcast about interdimensional salad spinner. I tried opening doors to other dimensions. I tried midlife women make comedy co- podcast. What is the secret to unlocking Alexa and early doors? I think one of the secrets is going to be loads and loads of listeners. So keep sharing. Yes, mate. So, and also, dear listener, this is your challenge. If you can find out how to ask Alexa for early doors, we will love and, you forever. And get early doors. And get early <laughs> doors. We'll get some football podcast. That would be amazing. And we will we'll give you a prize. We'll get your address and we'll send you a salad spinner. <gasps> yes. You will be able to make your own salad spinner of destiny noises at home. You can go, hey, kids, here's lunch. But actually, in your head, you'll be going, it's a dominatrix. No, don't exactly. do that. Please. Don't Because then they're like, Mummy, what is the dominatrix again? And it's so boring having to explain it more than once. Um, <laughs> we'll give in- interruptions to young and annoying things. Uh, this this yes. episode actually does feature the dog. Usually, Lambert Butler is the soul of discretion and uh, cuts our editor. the dog out. Uh, but this week, he's left the dog in because the dog has a really good setup and punchline enjoy um, the podcast dear listener we love you hello i'm paulie there and i'm louise lee this is early doors and we are opening doors to other dimensions here's how it works we feed information about our guest into our space-time generator the dimension matrix or dominatrix for short, and it creates a whole bunch of portals or doors into other dimensions. And then we let our guests peer through the doors into alternative realities. Will they be living out their wildest dreams, trapped in their childhood nightmares? 
or some weird bastard mixture of the two. But Pauline, who's our lucky guest today? It's a Scottish lady comedian with no accent, a board member of the Alternative Comedy Memorial Society, a writer with credits including radio, telly and the Beano, it's Eleanor Morton. Hello. 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 How are you? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, I think. I don't know what's going to happen to me. But <laughs> I, think you're the, I, I think you're the only <laughs> Scottish person I've ever come across who has less of a Scottish accent than Louise, who yeah. is also Scottish and has... I don't like to talk about it, but I am Scottish. I only mention it in every conversation. <laughs> so do I. I think it's an identity thing, isn't it? Like uh... Yeah, definitely. I definitely... Like if you know, called upon to prove it, mm. would struggle. You know? <laughs> yeah. What what's your re what's your excuse then? What do you? Uh... Oh, I'm posh, so I just say that. <laughs> I just well, you see, I think I'm actually less posh than you because uh, I didn't go to a, a I didn't go to a bad I didn't go to a terrible school. I just went to a normal school, but no one else sounded like me. Um, so uh, I don't even have that excuse. Um, my mum is, is English, but... Boy, okay, well, that's, that. that's your excuse then, isn't it? That's... But she's not English-English. She's, like, Irish-Scottish-English, so... Right. Yeah, that's weird. I had no accent at birth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me neither. I was like, I was like, Mama, Dada. And then <laughs> I went to primary school and um, put and I got, grew the accent for... Um, Self-preservation, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to the posh school and ditched the accent for self-preservation reasons. Mm -hmm. And then I left and I've lived down here for 30 years. <laughs> a woman with breasts up by my shoulders. And, and, <laughs> yeah, I've not, I've not had the... But I do, my, my husband can always tell when I'm on the phone to my brother. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know so the full John Barrowman. No. Oh, well, no one should ever go full John Barrowman, should they? <laughs> Even John Barrowman. John Barrowman. John Barrowman shouldn't go full John Barrowman. But that's but he's fascinating, though. Talk about West Coast. Ah, yeah. yes. He is fascinating, no, he is. though, when he, when he talks to somebody Scottish and his accent completely changes and it's this weird mixture. And he doesn't seem to be in control. No, it's, I think it's, there's, a, there's a word for it. I remember uh, Johnny from Johnny and the Baptist is really interested in this stuff because he asked, like, are you bi-accented? And I was like, no, I wish. Uh, I do think it changes a bit when I talk to my family but or, like, to my friends, but um, not, not like, enough. I think it's called code switching. Yeah. But you see, the thing about Edinburgh is the accent is super, super light anyway, like, yeah. especially for middle class. So it's not as if there's, like, a heavy accent to pick up or blend in with. Uh, I feel like a lot of my friends get out if they're American. Um, because it's yeah. quite like sing-song American-y. So, uh, so yeah, I think maybe if I, maybe if I was born somewhere else, I would have, I would have uh, gone harder on an accent. But there we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I find when I talk, when I talk to somebody from Australia, uh -huh. I will be there. I will be in the conversation for two minutes, and then I'm going up at the end of every sentence, and I don't know why I'm <laughs> yeah. doing it. And I'm yeah, like, there is. God, they're going to think I'm really patronising, and I don't. I need to stop doing this now. It's really yeah, hard I one, specifically that one. I, that's interesting. I think there's definitely a need, especially with the type of people who are drawn to performing, for us to kind of. I found myself, yeah, like doing people's accents and stuff. I think you, it's like a way of trying to connect to people as well yeah. and like blend in with whichever environment you're in. Um, like Gillian uh, yeah. Anderson, because she, she's bi, bi accented. 
she this just depends on if she's talking to an American or a Brit. Her accent will yeah. change. Yeah. Um, but I'm and I learned I uh, I learned a Liverpool accent when I was in when I lived in Liverpool at university. Oh, and yeah. I I always used it in shops and stuff because it was more hassle than it was worth. And it was the, it was the <laughs> 1980s when there was during Thatcherism basically. Oh, gotcha. And I, when I first arrived, I got on a bus with a five pound note, and the guy went, "Oh God, you got a job or something?" And it was like, "You've got a job." <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but people were quite could be quite aggressive because there was yeah. a lot of poverty and yeah, yeah. posh students um, and I did in yeah. shops and stuff I just I just practiced Moscow also because I when I went it. to America with my friend who's very who's was a school friend but was English and she by the end of a six week journey when we went into a cafe or a restaurant diner or whatever I'd go in and say can, a, can I get a pitcher of water because that would get us a jug of water quickly. And she would yeah. go, please may I have a jug of water? And they'd say, <laughs> a what? And she'd say, please may I have a jug of water? And she doesn't even talk like that in real life. She just yeah. she just got <laughs> hardened. Her English was hardened. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Listen, I've got a great idea. We've got this game. Should we do a show? Should, yes. should we start? <laughs> should we start? <laughs> just say it. <laughs> Okay, we're going to give you eight different scenarios, Eleanor, with okay. eight people. And okay. lots of those scenarios and people are going to be made up from sort of ingredients of your own life. Mm-hmm. But, be- so be- yeah. <laughs> but before we set off the machine, the dominatrix, we've got one more thing we need to put into it. So if there was one person you could work with, alive or dead, who would that be? Uh, just one yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bill Bailey because I think he kind of exudes um, just every, all the good, all the good qualities. He's he's made of green flags. He's a man made of green flags, in my opinion. Oh yeah, <laughs> beautifully said. He is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. If, oh, my, a... uh, I'd love to be adopted by him if, if anything happens to my parents. So. <laughs> We'll mention it, um, and also just because I'm because I'm I'm completely on brand. I do, of course, love Strictly, and, and just yeah. he was. I mean, the whole world just fell in love with him. He was. Oh wonderful. yeah, I watched. Uh, I don't watch Strictly, but I watched that one because of him. And uh, uh, yeah, I got very like um, um. Yeah, of course, he's a good dancer because he's a musician, and they're really good at rhythm and beat and stuff. So obviously, like, I knew that because I was a fan. Uh, did you not know that? You're not a fan. <laughs> Um, that was great it was it was uh it was really it was the a good time for that to be on as well it really it was perfect and he was um yeah how could he be that age and be so cool doing that stuff i know he was cool well let's put him him in the dormitory isn't that a salad spinner no. no, of course not. <laughs> well, before we look through the first door, the good news is you get to pick just one of the doors to walk through and live the life you see on the other side. But the bad news is you have to make the decision before you know what all the options are. So if you see something you like, it's choose it or lose it. Okay? Okay. Right. So I don't get to go through all eight? Nah. Nope. You've got to choose, even though there might be something better ahead. 
But there might be something worse ahead. Who knows? You, yeah, it's a gap and I can't go back. So like if Math. I've seen five, I can't be like, I want to go through the second one. I have to go through exactly. number five. Okay, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Proper yeah. jeopardy Ooh. in this game. Yeah, tough. Okay. Let's get on okay. with it. Door number one. I quite often stop them a bit late, but I stopped that one a bit early because I was so excited about this. Uh, okay. <laughs> so in this door, you are living in London busking and penniless and you find out that someone is going to leave you a massive castle and some treasure that is currently at the bottom of Loch Lomond. Later <laughs> you'll have to drink the entire loch through a hose pipe. Does this ring any bells? D uh, does it ring any bells? Yeah. Would, would I like to do it? Well, so does it ring any bells first? I mean, there's a Simpsons episode where Homer has to drain the law. Um, right. Every fucking episode. Every, Every episode. episode. Is that no, is that the dog. The dog. <laughs> <laughs> is it getting excited at the... Yeah, it must be. Uh, no, How exciting. So the Simpsons coming. episode must be based on... Louise? The Goons episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't heard that word for ages. No, yes. My um, yeah, no, I was thinking, um, I, we, cause we had a, we had like the first ones I had were my dad's tapes. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I listened to the same four episodes again and again. So the ones I remember were the Bex, the, ba the batter pudding hurler of Bexhill on sea, <laughs> which I didn't know was a place. So I thought that was funny. Um, Napoleon's piano. Do you remember that one? They have to steal Napoleon's piano from the Louvre. Um, <laughs> oh, what other ones were there? Um, just trying to remember the classics. But yeah, we we were just listening to the same ones again and again. Yeah. And um, uh, that wasn't one of the that wasn't one of the ones we listened to that often. But I do remember there was a lot of Scottish jokes, right. and they was so made my... um, yeah. they was made Ray Ellington play the Scotsman. Yes. So this was the one that was in my dad's car. Mm. And the reason I've chosen it is because there's a scene in it where Neddy Segan has to prove that he's Scottish. Oh, yes. Right. Um, and the phrases that he says. So this time you're in that episode and you have to, in order, basically all he has to do in order to claim his inheritance is prove that he's Scottish. Right. And that what he says is, Oh, guy, born, it's a warm, black, moonlit, knack, the nicked. Robert the Bruce, Father of Thistle Three, Camptown Races Mill, P.S. Down with England, Von Hoots, Needle Naddle McNew. Right? <laughs> so in this dimension, you're playing Neddy Seagoon's role. And the person mm. who's asking you to prove your Scottish inheritance is. <laughs> Diggory the dog! Diggory the dog! Um, no, it's it's not. It's Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. <gasps> yes, please. That would be nice. Fab, isn't she? Oh, she's great. I don't know how she would. I think I could tell her anything and she'd believe it because Americans don't know anything about Scotland. <laughs> but nonetheless, I I would uh, I'd love to to meet her. She's so um she's so stylish. Yeah, yeah, and, and so. Calm I mean, she's also very like eloquent and and cool and stuff. But the the the, the stylishness, like, it does help 
Like, I mean, Bernie's fun too, but he's more like uh, grandpa vibes. So yeah, yeah, but she's so the fact that she's so she's so very young and she's not in any way hot headed. Yeah, and I she just she, find extraordinary. DNAF, you know, she's not bothered by anyone. No, she's no. completely fearless. I really think that's cool, and I think she must have been. Um, it must have been insane in January when you know yes. that happened. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if I could have like a tiny bit of her confidence, I think I'd be be yeah. smooth sailing. Yeah. So, so does this mean you're going to choose the very first door and leave the other seven? I mean, you can, of course, you can. So would I have to drink Loch Lomond? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is absolutely not. And I feel like for people who haven't been there, there's a kind of perception of it as this beautiful lock. And it is beautiful, but it is like also the nearest place to Glasgow mm-hmm. for like a, a weekend camping or a stag night or whatever. And uh, it, so it is kind of disgusting. It's, it's just it's full of... It's got a mine-heady vibe for, the, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. or, like, <laughs> it's not as remote as people feel. It's very yeah. close to Glasgow and it's very, um, not polluted, but there's a lot of midges. There's a lot of, there's a, I feel like there's going to be a lot of urine in that block. So I'm not going to drink it, no. I think I'm going to say yeah. no to that. Okay, going to say no to, to your first scenario. Well done. It's you gone. shut that door. <laughs> Let's have a look. Door number two. You're on Songs of Praise. You're singing your little heart out. What's the hymn? Bet we all know it. What's the hymn? Uh, Curveball, it wasn't a hymn. This was, uh, <gasps> I was in Songs of Praise in 2003. Uh, <laughs> for, drum roll, Holocaust Memorial Day, uh, oh. which is, uh, not. I'm not Jewish. Uh, none of us were. It was, they filmed it in Edinburgh that year. <laughs> 2003, and did you say? Yes, you could do that in 2003. Let's get a load of Gentiles to knock on a church. Sang it in a church. Uh, but we sang a uh, a Hebrew hymn, which I can still remember, um, and uh, and it was very moving. But uh, no, you probably you might you probably won't know it. Uh, I, I'm not. So go, on. <laughs> go on, go on. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> All right, but don't let Sue hear this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> can't believe I'm going to sing it again. <laughs> Which I believe is all about um, brotherhood and being united. I have heard it. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, it. nice. Yeah. I'm, I live in North London. 2003? Yeah. Uh, no, I've heard it definitely more recently. <laughs> but um, yeah, being North London, having lots of Jewish friends locally and having yes. been to bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and other things. Lovely, lovely. Well, I Beautiful. think there is one one synagogue in, in Edinburgh and uh, I think we had one Jewish boy at school. So we we've, we were very much not... Not, uh, but you know what? We we were very cute, and it was it was nice. And I think yeah. I think they were, to be fair, to do a disclaimer that is not particularly fun or bantery. I think they were looking into the. Um, there was quite a lot of Scots, uh, Jewish Scots, who came to Scotland after and before the Holocaust. So the, there is a sizable population in Glasgow. So that's my disclaimer. Yeah. For that. Fair <laughs> so you're 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 back on songs of praise, but this time yeah. you're the presenter. 
following in the footsteps of Alan Jones, Alan Titchmarsh, Harry Seacombe, all these cool people. Ooh, and your co-presenter is... A really angry businesswoman? <laughs> uh, yeah, Tell me more. What does that mean? <laughs> it's a series of sketches I did a few years ago uh, about a character who's an angry businesswoman. And it's just a lot of fun because um, I don't really know anything about business or offices. <laughs> so it's just oh, based on what I am. All women. All anger. <laughs> um, so it's uh, based on things I'd seen on TV, really. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I got uh, Suze's in it, Suze Kempner, um, Jos Norris, uh, who else? Andy Barr. Um, we just took over my... We needed a location and my agent said we could use her office, but obviously it was like a show-busy office. So mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't make sense because it's like, this is a place yeah. of business, but then there's big photos of celebs on the wall and things. Um but I mean, I don't know if I'd like to hang out with her. She she's not mentally very stable. No, um, I'm sure there are lots like her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Have you guys ever been in business? Doing business? <laughs> yeah, yeah mm. not really. No. Nah. No, but but I've worked in telly with lots of angry business. There women. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever played a businesswoman? Just um, no. No. There was this one day when I worked for the horse charity where we decided that the only way we were going to get things done was if we did it in the 80s. And, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I was channeling. Yeah, um, we put our, our mouse mats under our sweatshirts. Actually, I was very recently up to play the um, most extraordinary job and, and I thought, why on earth have I been asked to go for this? Um, and it was the, the CEO of Starling Bank. Wow. And I looked her up and it was very, very bizarre job. And it was it was so doing an impersonation of her and very silly and sounded like a lot of fun. And I went and looked her up and was like, oh, Jesus, she looks just like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I do. And actually, to be fair, disclaimer, they're a very cool, very ethical bank and she's supposed to be a fantastic person. So it's not nice. it's not that she's a horrible, angry businesswoman. But I nearly did. I nearly did. Nearly played a proper yeah, I mean- grown up. There you go. You can, you can, you know, you can use that power to uh, just bring that confidence into your day. But uh, would you use that power to present songs of praise? Would you like to present songs of praise with this woman? No, no. I think she'd hate it, and I think she wouldn't see the financial point of songs of praise. Uh, I mean, a lot of people I don't think see the point of songs of praise, but but monetary wise, I, I don't know where we stand. Um, she, <laughs> I think she'd be furious at all hymns. Uh, She'd probably want them to be streamlined, so yeah, <laughs> so you know, get through them as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah. Bang, uh, yeah. No, re- no, re- no repeats, no repeats. Um, yeah. okay. So I'm probably gonna say no to that one. Yeah, fine. Let's shut that. Okay, and let's go. Door number three. Okay, so in this door, you're doing an advert audition. <laughs> Is that your funnest thing? Yeah. Yeah. No. No? <laughs> Why are they bad? Um, they're just, they're just, you know, sometimes they're fun. You never know what's going to happen in an audition. I don't know if you guys do a lot of, of advert auditions, but um, they always want you to do the weirdest thing that is the least associated with the product yeah. at hand. Yeah. And they always, want you to, they always want you to act very natural in a very weird situation. 
Um, so, you know, there's a lot of miming. There was one I did recently where literally all they wanted was for me to look annoyed. That was the whole thing. And, and it was a self-tape. So I had to I had to film it for like three seconds. I sent it off and I was like, is this, is this enough? That's all they asked me to do. But I don't know. Um, what? Yeah, I, I'm just yeah. trying to think off the top of my head, like, I was once one. asked, I was once asked, it was, um, I do voiceovers and it was a voiceover mm. for um, a cleaning product. And oh, yeah. the guy said, can you, can you talk as though you are talking about a new sanitary product you found to the woman next who lives next door? And I was, I was 25 <laughs> as well. It's not like I was <laughs> middle-aged like I am now. And it was like, it really, you know, it was like, oh, I've got to tell you about this, you know, freaking oven cleaner. <laughs> Oh, just, every feminist bone in my body said shut up it's a lot of money so i did yeah it's, it, yes. it's okay, the so uh in the advert you're going to be paying yes. one half of a couple and your partner has to eat boiled eggs okay. yeah the client thinks that they're not eating their boiled eggs sensationally enough so they have to keep redoing it. So you laughed when we said eating boiled eggs, as if that meant something. What's uh, what's going on there? Yeah, I think that was one of my the grossest things I've ever seen. Is uh, I was doing a charity gig, and I was quite. This is quite early on, like twenty, I think, maybe nineteen twenty. And um, Liam with two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty. <laughs> No, you were 19 and slash 20. Sorry, yes, I was, I was 19 or 20. Um, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> about uh, nine years ago. And um, uh, my friend Liam was the compare. Uh, he reminded me of this because I talked about this and something else. And he was like, oh, I was there. I was like, oh, God, I'd forgotten because, you know, you just use tunnel vision on the, on the trauma. Um, so because it was a charity thing at a uni, they were all doing stupid dares, like the cinnamon challenge, which was something at that point, um, where you just inhale cinnamon, which is very bad for you, it turns out. And uh, one guy, his thing was to eat as many boiled eggs as he could during my set. And he was on stage in the corner with a bucket, uh, just eating them and then occasionally throwing up into it. And I had to do my set. And oh. uh, yeah, it was absolutely horrific. Um, occasionally like, throwing up in it sounds like yeah or, or just retching just just retching horribly and um you know you do look back at early gigs and you think oh why did i do that and then you remember oh because i didn't have any other gigs yeah okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. but now if someone did that i'd probably be like this is not for me i mean i didn't have to do anything i just had to i had to be there uh it was very distracting yeah so okay. well yeah i don't even just like boiled eggs just um just 50 of them 50 of them oh. being regurgitated, I would yeah. say, would be the thing that would put me off them for a long, long yeah. time. So That's let's fair. see yeah. um, who's playing your partner in this advert. Okay. <laughs> it's Fraser Dunbar. <laughs> Yay. Okay, um, who's that? It's a guy I was at school with, and he was a psychopath. And now, <laughs> <laughs> now he is in commercial trouble. So that's really that feels safe. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean the, the 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 idea behind this, right, is um, is that if I 
don't choose the scenario, potentially something good might happen and I'll never know about it. But I cannot see how anything good can come out of this. Right. And the idea is that if you, if we had thus far presented you, you know, if you were like, actually, I really want to meet AOC. Mm. So far, there's nothing really, really good that's kind of going to compete with it, is it? I mean, you know, no. at the moment, AOC is looking like quite a good bet. Being in the goons with AOC yeah. is looking yes. reasonably positive. Yes. So there's um, where you it could get worse. And, and of course, and of course, the guy that you disliked so much at school has to eat a bucket of boiled eggs. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that could be so funny. That could be funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, the whole of your set, you could just go on because now you've got like two. How many? How many hours? I mean, you know, how many hours? Uh, could I could just do all six going? shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just making eggs for the whole time. It's, it's not this situation, is it? It's, not it's like an advert. It. It's an advert or yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, an advert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you could um, fuck it up every time for him as well, couldn't you? That's true. I, f I feel like he's probably like Margaret Thatcher and he only eats food for energy, for fuel, like a robot. So he probably wouldn't even dislike it. He'd probably just swallow them whole, one by one. Like a python. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does sound like, it's sounding like you're veering towards a no, Eleanor. I think that's <laughs> I'm probably, yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that to that one. Yeah. Right. Ah, I see how yeah. they get, um, I see how they get into it on a deal or no deal. You know, they get really, you yeah. think, well, why did you just take it? But actually, who knows, man? Might okay. be something better. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> Door number four. You're in Barter Books. Is that a good shop? Yay! It's an amazing shop. You guys heard of it? I've been. Yes. Yeah, I, I, my husband has been and explained it to me in great detail last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the sake of um, everyone who's not us, it is a beautiful bookshop in Annick, just on the Scottish border in England, um, which is probably better known for it's where some of the earlier Harry Potter films was, were shot in um, in the castle, Annick Castle there, which is this sort of big privately owned um, medieval castle, which is super cool, but yeah, it's not it's not a national trust, so I can't get behind it fully. Um, but Barter Books mm -hmm. is this amazing bookshop, which is in an old disused railway station, and it's everything. It's everything in, in uh, you know a dark academia Instagrammer would want, like, but like thirty years before that was a thing. So oh. it's got these. It's got all the waiting rooms have been turned into reading rooms with fireplaces, and it's got a little train set that goes round. Um, all the books it's got this beautiful mural of all these uh great authors sitting around together and, and having a fun time and it's obviously got lots of great books and that is also where they discovered the keep calm and carry on poster is um, it oh. yeah so it, it was never actually in circulation it was part of this um sort of selection of posters that they they issued but then they never actually um brought out and so they found them about, i don't know about 20 years ago 25 years ago in a cupboard uh, at the back of the shop and then obviously that just took off and exploded yeah. and now you know but that's the that's the OG keep calm and carry on place before it became a bit of a sort of slightly Brexity feeling yeah. slightly dodgy union last love as well yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's been ruined but um, it was one point where it was called so, uh, cool. so yeah I'm excited, excited. Yeah. So you're in Barter Books. You've just found a great vintage book with shiny pages and a great Aww. smell. And, and you're heading past that window into the cafe where there's someone sitting and 
they've got your favorite drink there and your best cake. Okay. They beckon you over, and they are. Dr. David Starkey. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, I'm so pleased it was someone not positive. Oh dear, have I ruined it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, he's uh, he's not my favourite guy. I mean, uh, I think I'm trying to remember. Like, was I'm sure? Yeah, there was a specific show where I talked about him. I think it was because he doesn't get. He's definitely become more and more problematic, but there was a point where he was he was still quite on TV quite a lot and uh, uh, never under the same scrutiny as as female historians. For some reason, the public expects female historians to look like supermodels and they don't care if uh, yeah. male historians look like angry ghosts. So <laughs> they like the hypocrisy there. I think he would. Yeah. I think he would lecture me about whatever topic. He was. He decided was important that day. Yeah, uh, and this, this you know, this started out as a scenario where you're going to find a warm corner to read a lovely book, and it's become yeah. a place where he's going. Oh, <laughs> well, you've got that book, and I'm going to mansplain you about it. Yeah, isn't it? Well, I guess, I guess it wouldn't last forever, though, would it? it no, would last like maybe a couple of hours, and then I have my book. But then that would ruin my day in Barter Books. Uh, yeah. And then you know, I'd know that he go, he went there, and I'd. Every time I thought about going there, I think maybe he'll be there. What if I bump into Doctor so, Dave Darky again? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm <laughs> just bum me out. Um, I'm going to say no then. It's yeah, gone. it's gone. <laughs> What's well, lovely actually is I think you've had quite a few negative people. So mm. I don't know what scenarios are ahead, but there must be some more positive people ahead. So I'm feeling good about this. I don't know about you. Yes. I am good. Door number five. You have a new job. Yay! The person telling you what you're going to do gives you the following instructions. Put the thing on the debugger. I come from the man now, you know? I don't know. No. <laughs> and you nod like you heard them properly. Is that a thing that happens to you regularly? Is that all right? That sort of thing. You oh do? yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, not hearing someone and then pretending you did, and then then they ask if you heard, and then you have to fess up. Yeah, excruciating, excruciating. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it turns out you're some kind of surgeon. Okay. And the person you're operating on is. Dawn French. Dawn French. Oh no, oh. I can't operate on Dawn French. I would definitely accidentally kill her. Um, <laughs> I think she's amazing and I um I have a friend who's a brain surgeon actually, so I could oh? uh I could send her yeah, I'll call him <laughs> in make sure. Um, I'm just about to go in on Dawn French's head. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not the brain that needs the operation, but uh, you know, it's all it's all body parts, isn't it? Yeah. It's all same. Do you think um, a brain surgeon could do a, an appendix if called upon? Like do you think that with like yeah. the skill is probably cutting them open and sewing yeah, them back up? Yeah, it can't be that 
right? I mean, they they do learn everything. They just specialise. I think I'd ra- I'd yeah. rather do that than the other way around. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. be an appendix yeah. surgeon and then have to do yeah. some brain surgery. Yeah, Thank I mean, if, to be honest, if I'm going to have my appendix out and it's done by a brain surgeon, they're going to be so bloody careful and intricate. That's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of her. And I think I think I would maul her horribly. Maim her. That's the word. Maim her. Not maul her. I'm not a dog. You were going to be allowed to have surgical instruments. We didn't mean you had to maul her. Oh, my bed hands, yeah. Oh, my teeth. Oh, lovely Dawn French. Mm. So is that, is that a yes or a no? I'm a huge fan. In fact, she's, she's mentioned in my show because my mum my had dementia and, and mm-hmm. said to me, have I ever told you you look just like Dawn French? And, I, and you're just as funny as her. And it was such a sweet thing to say. Aww. And then I found a note afterwards when I was throwing away her bins and it said, tell Pauline she looks like Dawn French. So she, Dawn French is hugely special to me. I love oh, that's her. lovely. It is, it is lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I, you know, I've got the bob and the, and the, and the boobs. So, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Was it a bob, uh, bob cut and a magnificent bosom? Oh, is that what she says? God, I, I literally was. Yeah, what was it? We're a so like bob, bob cut and a magnificent bosom. Um, <laughs> oh, she's so delicious. She's so delicious. I think her. I think I would. Ki- I think I can't risk. I can't risk being the person to accidentally kill all yeah. French in a watch operation. I really can't. If only um, the dimension had been jumpy in puddles. That, yeah, you know that would have be been nice. just so delicious. Or yeah. making fun of films. Yeah. All right then. No, it's a no. Okay, that's Ooh. you're shutting the door on door number five. Oh God. Which means just three more left. Come on then. Door number six. Eleanor, you're a fancy rat. Oh yeah, and you're owned by an over-attentive nine-year-old girl. And the the over-attentive nine-year-old girl has the soul of... Spike Milligan. Oh. That's a nice scenario. What a lovely scenario. Does she have mental health problems with Spike Milligan? Well, she has the soul. Oh, I'm sure he had them then. He probably had them then. He was a complicated man. Hadn't been through the war yet. Uh, and she's not in brown face because uh, <laughs> I love him but you know, it's, it's obvious time it's obvious time um, okay okay. I'm a rat uh, I do like rats I think they're lovely I don't like I, I had one live in my house and that wasn't lovely um, no not, I, yeah it's definitely a fancy pet rat rather than just a sort of yeah scrap, but that feels rat. that feels very um, uh, not classist they're not a class. Yeah, it's a I did think, oh, it's so Nooty. much class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anti-rats of me to um, only want them to clean. And don't, yeah, ratties that don't have the I'm going to try and think what Spike Milligan would do with a rat, though. It might not be safe if I'm a rat. I think he'd draw enjoy that. He, he He's would a nine-year-old girl. Yeah. He's a He's nine-year-old girl. That's kind of nice. Um would a nine-year-old girl hold the rat lovingly by its tail or something, though? Would she, Maybe, Would yeah. she really take good care? Who knows? No. Um, we had gerbils growing up, and they were, they're like rats, but better, because they're cleaner and smaller. Yeah. And they're not as clever, but you don't need them to be clever. They just seem to be cute. 
Can I just um, can I just throw in here that when I was growing up, we had Spike Milligan living around the corner. <laughs> oh, oh, of course. Did. did you ever see him? Did you yeah. grow up in Finchley? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't grow oh, up wow. in Finchley. I didn't grow up in Finchley, but actually, he he has a real connection with Finchley. I grew up quite nearby, and he lived in. He bought a church and um, oh. and re- refurbished the church, and it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, and he sh- he shot my friend's brother with an air rifle, and it made the news. Oh my god! <laughs> Just Ooh. fun, or um, I I can't remember. I can't. I mean, honestly, you could Google that and find the story. I think he might have trespassed or something. I don't know. I mean, he wasn't trying to. He was being. No, he was yeah, yeah, yeah. We can forgive him anything. Very was he? Was the because if it would shoot a child with an air rifle? Was it a child? Was he a child at the time? Yeah, a teenager. Okay, probably. well then you see, I don't know if I want to risk being a rat. <laughs> so I'm going to say no. Oh, you've got two scenarios left, and you just. I know. Yeah. I'm a real masochist. This feels quite jeopardish. Door number seven. Okay, let's see if your gamble's paying off. You're in Edinburgh. Okay, yeah, good start. It's the fringe again, and it's lunchtime, and you're supposed to go home. Uh, (laughs) Because you've promised your mum that you'll go home for lunch. Uh I have. But someone else just invited you out for lunch instead. So you've got the choice in this dimension of going home for lunch with your mum. Or... (laughs) Oh, mate, it's Bill Bailey. Oh, yeah! Oh. <laughs> or go to lunch with Bill Bailey at the Fringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough one, this. <laughs> I think you say won. yes straight away. Yeah, can I say yes to that? Can I just say yeah. yes? Of course, you can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's there are many people in the world who would choose otherwise are there no you know if you're at the fringe and you're part of the fringe and then you get invited to lunch by bill bailey i'd probably invite my mom because she also likes them so yeah yeah and he would say sure yeah get get someone to they'll put in a third chair yeah does your mum dance (laughs) you know no no she doesn't no no but she uh she likes comedy um but my dad's an ornithologist, so Bill Bailey is into that stuff. So, of course, you would have to invite him back to yours. Yes. Oh, yeah. Bill Bailey can come to mine for lunch. Okay, so yeah, sorry, yeah. Bill. I was going to my mum's, but do join me. Oh, <laughs> that's wonderful. That's my ideal day. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Oh, sure. you've done well. Do you know at this point, I I want to have some kind of fireworks or something. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. And and I want to reassure you that that when we when we 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 have the scenarios in advance, but the people we are literally drawing out yeah. at random. So that yeah. could have been that could have been David Starkey. That you know it could have been oh, any God. of them. And it just the dominatrix yeah. knew better, and she has <laughs> praised you and rewarded Yay. you for waiting. And look, yeah. deferred gratification, lovely. good thing. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, I feel, I, I'm sad it's not real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, it is. Now we can make it, it happen. It is real. So yeah. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe 2022, if you're not going to do 21, who knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is anyone doing 21? Certainly. I don't know. But for Edinburgh to feel like Edinburgh, I think it's going to be 22. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm waiting. Yeah. yeah. So it's traditional at this point in the game 
and I'm going to offer it just to see. It seems to pointless. Your... <laughs> pointless, but I'm going to offer it. We can offer you a blind swap with the next one. With the okay. last one. Uh, yeah, no, I'm kidding. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you think you... You fell for that. But do I get to find out what it is? I was like, you do get to find out. Okay, so this is what you've turned down. Door number eight. It's your birthday. Yay. Okay. But, it, okay. but in this dimension, you were born in the summer. Would you, were you, when were you born? Uh, December. So ah. Christmas. Um, so, so different. So not uh, between, between Christmas and New Year. So normally no one's around for my birthday, which is yeah. It's uh, yeah. The, the weird thing is I've had the same birthday every year since I was a baby because I'm always at my parents' house. <laughs> I was going to uh, say no, no. Most people have had the same birthday every year since they were. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, apart from yeah, aging slowly over time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I used to want to be born in the summer because. Um, because there is something good about getting presents six months through the year, you know, yeah. every six months you get some presents, whereas I just got everything at once. And then when you get older and you actually need shit and you can only have it on your birthday, it's really annoying in the middle of summer where you're like, something's you're like your phone's broken and you're like, I really yeah. would be good if my, it was my birthday right now. Um, yeah. But okay. So it's, it's the summer birthday. So it's your birthday and it's the summer and, and you organize a brilliant celebration. What 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 might your brilliant summer birthday party be? Um, in the summer, just like a big a big oh you know I maybe I'd hire the botanics if this uh, is also a in Edinburgh if this is also a scenario where I have lots of money anywhere you like yeah well it, yeah <laughs> it's your yeah I'd hire, I'd hire the botanics and I'd have uh, I'd have um, food in the greenhouses I don't know if that's hygienic but it would look nice mm. how lovely. Well, lots of tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. already. Anyway, uh, so you organised this wonderful party in the botanics and only one person turns up. And the only person to turn up is... Miss Australia 1980. <laughs> yep, um, and her name is Eleanor Morton. Ah! <laughs> she is the only other Eleanor Morton who is who is Googleable, I believe. Mm. Um, I mean, there are some other ones, but she is the most famous one. She has a Wikipedia page. I don't have a Wikipedia page, uh, even though she doesn't seem to have done much since then. So, uh, <laughs> whatever. Well, it's it's um, been a while since 1980. Uh, you know, I shouldn't be nasty because it's nice of her to have turned up. So, isn't it? Very, and no I also did. got um yeah I also she's come all the way from Australia, so that's yeah. nice. Um, I did actually get an email a couple of years ago from a girl, a teenage girl, who said, from also from Australia, who was like, just to let you know, my name is Eleanor Morton too, and I, you know, I've been sort of following your career because we've got the same name, and if you ever come to Australia, I'd love to see you perform, which is really cute. Uh, I don't know if she'd enjoy my comedy, but the sentiment was lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Well, I'm sorry so you've you turned have... it down. You've no, I know. Yeah. Um, Are there other Louise Lees? Are there other Louise yeah. Lees? Um, there, I think there are quite a lot, but there is, um, my maiden name is Peterkin, and there is a Louise Peterkin, who I've now in contact with, and she is a poet in Edinburgh, 
And somebody cut out a pic. Uh, my uncle cut out a poem of hers from the Scotsman and sent it me and said, are you doing poetry now as well? And <laughs> anyway, basically, I'm now in correspondence with the poetess. Oh, I love it. it to her because she hadn't bought the Scotsman that day. And so, <laughs> so now uh, we are corresponding in the manner of Virginia oh. Um, that's so lovely. lovely. Yeah, it's lovely. really nice. So hopefully I'll get to meet up with her next time. I see. Yeah. Next, time I'm up, next time I'm up in Edinburgh. Yeah. Anyway. Is there any Pauline Ayres? Uh, there are some, and have sort of said hello and stuff, but there's nobody, nobody is Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went. That's why I kept my maiden name. Yeah. <laughs> so so no, I'm, I'm, as far as I know, I'm the one that comes up all over Google. But I think there are some others, but not um, not that I've connected with. Maybe they so listen to not- the podcast. Get in touch. There's yeah. a little book about a Pauline Air and she's a governess and she Is there? Uh, yeah, hey, Pauline Air, she's a governess. Yeah, I'm doing <laughs> No, uh, well, when people ask, you know, I, I say E Y R E as in Jane, and the number of people who've said, Oh, any relation? <laughs> no, she's fictional. <laughs> yeah, just Charlotte Holmes is my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I did I only read it in the last ten years and I read it again during lockdown, Jane Eyre, and it is just so beautiful and I I read it deciding that I was whatever was dated about it I was going to love anyway and I I was going to I was going to explain away in my head and there is some quite old-fashioned stuff but there's also some stuff that's so ahead of its time yeah she's such a role model she's just one great yeah I love it yeah so I'll be her anyway that's it you've uh, you've uh, you've turned that one down you didn't get the chance just shut the door on her oh Bye bye, um, bye bye, pretty tall Miss whatever she was. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> off to have lunch with uh, Bill Bailey at your house. Okay. Parents, I mean that's pretty dreamy. Um, I think my mum would be quite stressed if I brought someone back with no notice. But um, but you know, I'm sure she's not always mince at the Morton house. Is it not? Always the emergency moves. Yeah, I think I feel pretty pretty pleased about that one. Fantastic. Well, we're going to send you through that door. Before you go through and have your lunch with Bill Bailey, where can our lister, Louise's friend Smelly Adam, find out more about you? <laughs> um, I am on Twitter at Eleanor Morton, and I do funny videos on there. Well, I do videos. Uh, you might you find do funny, funny videos. They are funny. <laughs> and um, uh, my shows, two of them are on Next Up, which is like a streaming service that does stand-up shows. And uh, yeah, my website will probably soon be updated to say what gigs I'm doing soon. Oh, that will be wonderful. Lovely. Off you go. You're going through Off the door. Go. Bye-bye. Well, that's all we've got time for. Do follow us on the socials at EYRE, like Jane, L E I G H on Twitter, Airly Doors on Instagram, and we're on the Facebook too. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed yourself, please hit subscribe. And if you want to email us any scenarios we can put our guests in, please do that at earlydoors at gmail.com. We'd love to take your embarrassing incidents and adventures and turn them into alternate and turn them into alternative realities for our guests. Bye! I'm off through this door. Well done, Pauline. Well, I'm off through this door to swap these magic beans for a fine cow. And I'm going through this door to 1970, where I'm going to set up a specialist jumpsuit laundry next door to David Bowie's house.
This podcast is brought to you by us. We did all the work. The voiceovers were by John Darvel. Well done, Hame. Eh? <laughs>